Hey, it's Lex. Just a quick hello and a little something extra while you wait for our next big episode, which will be available everywhere October 17th. Just in time for Halloween, we are talking bats, we're talking hell, we're talking Rocky Horror, Quasimodo, Yetis, and more, because it's our Meatloaf and Jim Steinman episode. If you don't want to wait, that episode is available right now on patreon.com slash wellofsound. Link is in the show notes. Uh, what you'll find there, along with that episode, is other stuff like playlists, album recommendations, and our first bonus episode. Segway, what you're about to hear is an excerpt from that bonus episode, which is called Underrated Solo Albums. The idea was for Dave and I to come together with three each of our favorite solo albums from artists who got their start with bigger, well-known groups. So six albums total. I won't spoil our picks in case you decide to hit pause right now and go sign up, except for one album, and that's Dark Horse by George Harrison. This was Dave's pick, and it's actually tied to one of my picks earlier in that episode. See if you can figure out what that one was. Anyway, enjoy, and you'll hear from us again in a couple weeks when we'll also give shout-outs and thanks to all the Gordy and Quincy-level subscribers who have been with us for the past couple of months. Later! almost chose a Ringo Starr record, uh, but I decided not to, and I decided to choose a... a, a Did you see that yesterday was Peace and Love Day, according to him? (laughs) At noon, everybody was just supposed to take a pause and say, Peace and Love. (laughs) All right, Ring, (laughs) Richard. Um, Well, I was going to go back to the most unfairly maligned George Harrison record, which is called Dark Horse, which was recorded at the exact same time as... I've got my own album to do. In oh, fact, it has a version of Miss, Far, East, Far Man East Man that he wrote with Ronnie Wood. While the world wages war, it gets harder to see. Do your friends really I won't let him die. of Dark Horse is um, Harrison, it's it's a fascinating record because Harrison starts out huge and he right. does All Things Must Pass which right. is a masterpiece and you know, with Spectre and it's just army of guitars it's nothing else sounds like it it's, it's, a, real, it's a catharsis uh, unlike almost any in rock music yeah. And then a, a year later, in 71, he does, I think it's 71, um, he does uh, uh, material, Living in the Material World, which in which he like triples down on the the Hare Krishna sort of Hinduism. And I happen to really like it. It's kind of, it kind of it's, it's one of these records that doesn't sound like anything else. It has Give Me Love, Give Me Peace on Earth, which is a kind of a famous hit. It's got Sue, yeah. Sue Me, Sue You Blues, which is about the yeah. Beatles. But everything else... 
is about be here now, the light that has lighted the world. It, it's there's there's one song that references the Beatles, called, the song called "Living in the Material World." It's not a very f- there's no humor in it, and George is usually very funny, um, but I, it's got a great sound to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the critics hate it mm-hmm. because it's just so preachy. Yeah, and pious. Right. And he's like he's like the original. People forget that George Harrison is the pre-Christian rock. Yeah, he was the original like religious rocker. Right, you know, and uh, that those kind of sermonettes just don't go over well in rock music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's 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 aged well though because it's kind of like its own. Again, it's its own uh, hermetically sealed. Um, yeah, nobody else has universe. really done. That no, not and he's on also that got level. like Jim Keltner and Ringo and Klaus and all these like great players on there. Uh-huh. But the critics hate it; they lambast it. Yeah, and finally he is sort of convinced. Um, he's his feelings are hurt. <laughs> he's uh, and his it didn't go his way, and his marriage is falling apart. Oh no! As we know, yeah. uh, Patty Boyd. Oh right, of falls course. in love with Eric. Eric Clapton. Now, great choice. The deeper you get into that, the more you realize, like George was very. It was a. It was a crazy. Everybody's time. in a bad a, place. Everyone's in a, a bad place. Time. Like it turns out that Ron Wood, like, claimed to the papers that he was having an affair with Patty Boyd. Oh. And then George went on vacation with Ron's wife. <laughs> And he's also apparently had an affair with with Ringo's. It's it's a it's all mixed up. It's a disaster. And he says that his life is Peyton Place at this point. So okay. it's all self inflicted. So he goes though from the reason I say this is because he goes from like the kind of intense spiritual kind of otherworldly vibe of living in the material world to kind of a, a deep sorrow and kind of and shadow sh- version. shadow version and yeah. like he almost he doesn't abandon the heart of Krishna it's still there yeah. but it's not there in the same way right but he's also doing he rehearses he gets ready to do oh yeah it's been raining so hard that we got an emergency flood warning oh my goodness he announces a tour um and he's gonna be the first beetle to tour uh, after the break with the Beatles, uh, America, like he's going to do a North American tour okay. in 1974. Okay. Um, and so he, but he wants Red Rose Speedway's happening. <laughs> They're he, carting all over he UK. Wants the UK. He wants to uh, release a record beforehand, and so they like rush this record called Dark Horse. Yeah. And the thing is, he's pushing himself so hard, and he's drinking so much, or whatever he's doing, that he gets laryngitis. Okay. And so. Uh, a bunch of the songs on this record have him with laryngitis, so people hate it. Like they think it's like, I mean, here you can hear laryngitis. Here's the here's the song "Dark Horse," which is the the which became his record label. But this is the top yeah. titular song.
I instantly love that song. Of course, I, I realize I know that song, but it's magical. It's such a cool song. It's got and a little think... Cat Stevens in it almost. Yeah. But the fact that he managed to get Cool Jerk into <laughs> cool song lyrics. Cool Jerk. <laughs> I love it. I happen to think his laryngitis voice sounds I, incredible. Great. I totally and agree. Like, I, in 1974, people were like, it would be very hard to be George Harrison because, like, uh, people just wanted to hate on him. He was the cool jerk. He was <laughs> he was not playing the Beatle George that they wanted, right, and they course. were they basically all the Beatles. We went through it with right. McCartney. All yeah. of them go through this period where they have to sort of break away. Yeah. But then you listen to like the the instrumental they recorded at the very beginning of the record. It's called Harry's on Tour Express. And mm-hmm. This is how listen how good this sounds. It's beautiful. Who plays slide on that. Him, yeah. George oh, is playing. Oh, of course, yeah. of course. There's um, and he. It's got a little Rockford Files vibe in there that I don't <laughs> mind. Thank you very much. There's a song they release a big single called Ding Dong Ding Dong, which is his his attempt at a Christmas single, and it doesn't really go anywhere. But I again, I like it. Yeah, this is it. Spectre thing. Yeah, little Roy Wood. Yeah, little Roy Wood. He's yeah. actually trying to compete with those songs. Yeah. And uh, it's a full-blooded production. I like it a lot. I like it. Uh, he gives a song to Alvin Lee from 10 Years After oh, yeah. uh, called So Sad, uh-huh. um, which is all about, again, his breakup with Patty. Yeah. And, and that hasn't even happened yet, but he, he knows it's, it's coming. Yeah. And uh, then he records a version of that, which I think is self-deprecating. And you, you've gone from the holier than thou guy to like the guy who's like, my life is an absolute shambles. It's a soap opera. Right. And I'm barely holding on. And I've got this uh, laryngitis. <laughs> Some people call it, instead of country and Western, he, he, he made up a genre called country and Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But Simply Shady is the first song with vocals on there, and people uh-huh. didn't like it, but uh-huh. it's all about him basically buying drugs and like uh-huh. being debauched. I think it's great. Have you ever heard it? No. Listen to this. Somebody brought the juice up. I thought I'd take a sip. Came off the rails of crazy. 
about sort of sharing um the spirit of i've got my own album to do it's got that it's got end of the end of the night vibes it's got end of the night vibes and here he is though sort of saying this is the same old story that everyone's seen like it's um, i'm just a, a little bit of a cliche yeah and i just i just like the um George would spend, he would take forever on records going forward, especially like once he reaches like the Jeff Lynne era. Yeah. And this was the bloom coming off the rose. Like right. he was no longer, people say this is where he lost the Beatles magic. Yeah. This is where you'd only see flashes of the brilliance again. Right. But for me, it's just such a different kind of George Harrison record. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, um, grotesque is not the right word. It's just ravaged. Yeah. And, um, and yet I love the I think some of the songwriting is beautiful uh and I think that the 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 humility or the and the slide guitar is just um kind of what I'm looking for I feel like the what's exciting about the Beatles in the 70s is that it it really feels like firsts across the board nobody had ever been that big and then broken up we talked about this with with McCartney, but it's like they're forging a path for what it's like to be gigantic and then still be young and have things all fall apart and be aimless and figure out what the, how the hell to go on. Yeah. Which and that's where we find me, him in this because right. he's lost his his Which best friendships me. have died. His right. his, 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 his marriage marriage is over. His band is over. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He does this tour that is terribly received because Ravi Shankar is up there most of the time. And people are like, <laughs> uh, "Please, enough with the Shankar." But it's, I'm stoned, but not that stoned. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like really people basically all around America. People it feels like he's tr- trolling America. <laughs> It's also wearing overalls the whole time, which is an interesting vibe. Well, it helps me understand because I didn't, because I was in elementary school at the time. It helps me understand why Cloud Nine felt like such a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When that album came out, it, it felt so celebrated and it felt like it was everywhere. And it's a re- return, right? From the depths. Yeah. And then Traveling Wilburys. Then Wilburys. And then he sort of decides, I mean, George. Someone said that he like his later records are just sort of a internal conversation. Uh huh. Um, he, you know, I I feel like George Harrison. If you watch the Scorsese documentary, I think he had some real wisdom and kind of like didn't really care about a lot of unimportant things. Right. And I mean, he was still he was not full of himself. In fact, yeah. And all these guys always wanted to hang out with him. Right. Um, but he, uh, yeah, I don't think he would really ever touched got anywhere close to all things must pass again but i think there's still yes he he goes through a period of like six or seven of like the, i think 
what could probably be considered some of the worst ex Beatles records and include some of the Ringo stuff. Wow. Oddly enough, he would like throw Ringo a couple songs every record yeah. or two. And some of those were his best, like more Beatlesque huh. type songs. Yeah. Like, but for example, when he was Almost recording. Almost as if he wasn't interested in that anymore. Yes. When he was. I, I've got it in me, but I don't really want it. I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to move on, doing a lot more soul stuff. Far East yeah. Man is kind of like a soul song about a right. guru. And it's. Um, but it's also like, yeah, it, it, I, I've let everyone else down. I'm not going to let him down or something right. like that. Right. The, uh, the, the writing he does for Ringo during this time, like Photograph, I think is one great. of the great songs but it's again totally. it's about lost love and it's right. not un- dissimilar to so sad the song that's on dark horse yeah but dark horse just got maligned because of people were working out their feelings about the beatles and had these expectations that yeah. i always think it's interesting to go back and just see strip those things away yeah and how does the music sound there's one song in here that's really unlistenable it's like a a rewrite of bye bye love the but every other song where he's really yeah. just, writes about Harrison and Boyd, uh, sorry, Clapton and Boyd. And it, it's kind <laughs> of, sad. it just is like, it, he, he clearly thinks it's funny, but it's like a, it's like a drugged out person's idea of something one. that's funny. That's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas like I can get into ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> I really can. Who can't? Who can't? So that's me. That's, that's, and there is a little bit of Hare Krishna at the very end. enough to know. It's a good song called, uh, Jashri Krishna. Jashri Krishna, excuse me. Um, so that's me. Those are my three albums. That's awesome. Those are great. I'm really excited to dive into Dark Horse. I love that song. I've been-